Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. All right, I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me, as always, are my good friends, Eddie, Chuck, and Sherry. Everyone, what's up? Hey. Hi. How are you? All righty, all right. We got a lot to talk about today. We uh, Everybody's been doing so much this week. It's been a, a busy couple weeks for, I think, pretty much everybody on here. But uh, I'm going to turn it over to Chuck and Sherry real quick to see what's been going on with them. So, Chuck and Sherry, what's up? All right. Doing pretty good, Joe. I mean, I've been doing shows like pretty much every day or just about like every other day. We just, I just did one this morning. It was a a daycare, like a preschool type of thing. And uh, so, yeah, you know, keeping, keeping very busy and Sherry's been coming with me on shows sometimes too, right? Yeah. I hope you didn't, I hope you didn't do your, your horror magic to the little (laughs) little kids there. (laughs) He he didn't, he modified it. (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah, I keep it. I keep it pretty benign. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't chop any arms off or anything like that. I keep no it floating nice. skulls through the crowd. No, <laughs> no sword through the dove. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, nice. what's up with you guys? Oh, we, we we've had a lot going on. I want to hear from Eddie. Eddie, he's was in Florida for oh, the, I know, the past just... week, lounging on the beach, just soaking oh. up the rays. So, let's see what happened down in Florida and. Uh, See what's new with him. So what's up, Eddie? Well, it was kind of ironic. How are you guys? How's everybody? Um, what I thought was really cool about Florida was that, well, when I was going there, unfortunately, I mean, praise God, she's fine. But my mom had uh, COVID. She had a positive test on two days before I flew there. Oh, actually, the day before I flew there. So uh, when I got there, I actually was able to take a vacation. Um, I stayed in the beach. I only traveled to some stores and stuff. And, you know, we went down to the beach at around, I think it was like 1 a.m. or late at night. And I started recording the waves. And I, I did a couple of videos there. And there's one there also that um, I had some fun. Let's just put it that way. I had some fun. One of them, I put it up on Instagram. And I saw it, I'm sure Joe saw it already. Uh, for those people that haven't seen it, you got to look at it. It's an, it's an Instagram. Very interesting photograph. Uh, the other things, other than that, I think um, I wanted to also bring up some, I was doing some uh, reading, and I came across something very interesting about UFOs, so I'll bring it up in a, in a few after we start the program. All right. Bye, Joe. Awesome, man. That sounds like fun. I'm sure we all wish we could be hanging out down at the uh, the beach in the ocean, but yeah. my past weekend was Monster Bash, and it was absolutely uh, fantastic. It's all right. They had it in the um, Marriott Pittsburgh North Hotel in Cranberry Township this year. So it was a new hotel, and um, it had its, I tell you what, it had its pros and cons, but it was a very, uh, very nice uh, venue for it, for Scary Monsters. The The dealer's room was a little bit tight and, and small. It was kind of crammed in there, but the, the viewing room was was absolutely huge. There were, there was tons of chairs, which was a huge plus this year because the viewing room always gets very crowded. And and there was I tell you what, there were some some great uh, there were some great guests there this year. There you had Carolyn Monroe. Oh wow, cool. Um, yeah, you had. I'm trying to see who else was, was on here. There was uh, the two from. Um, I'm trying to find their uh, their names on here. No, I can't. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my schedule. They're the two from uh, Land of the Lost. I can't remember their names off the the top. Oh, of my... oh do you mean the daughter, the young girl, the daughter, uh, and the and the son? I guess. Is that yeah, the I'm daughter talking? and the son. I'm trying to. Yeah, I forget their names. You know, that was a cool show. I used to watch that when I was a kid. That was. Yeah, really that cool. was a I, that was a great show. And uh, Wes' name is Will and Will, and I forgot her name, but his name one was Will. Will. Yeah, and... Kathy Coleman and Wesley. Gary were the two yeah. from there. That's it. What the, what does she look like? Because I've seen pictures of her where I don't know if it was photoshopped or what, but she looked pretty bad. I mean, what did, she, what did she look like? She looks um she looks like an older version of her younger self. Okay. I, you know, she she looks pretty good and um 
they put on a good setup. They have the raft out there. They have a slee stack. Oh, I love the, I love the slee stacks. They were yeah, so cool. You could get autographs in the raft with them and all that. They were um they were pretty pretty pricey for their autographs. Yeah. Um. So a lot of I'm not a big autograph person or celebrity person, so I kind of really passed yeah. on a lot of those. Um, the guy uh, the guy that played the father on there uh, is he still alive? Nah, he passed away. He did. Okay. Oh, did he? Uh, they they go to Chiller every time. Uh, that girl that you're talking about, Joe, believe it or not, about five years ago, she looked like a walking skeleton. I think she had anorexia. Yeah. So her, yeah. Like, wow, man. Uh, the guy was pretty cool. That guy, Will, he actually, I spoke with him um, about four or five months ago. They had the sleeve stack. I think they probably took the same thing over from Chiller over to there. Yeah, yeah they, they have a little setup they take to each uh, each convention they go to. Same thing as sleeve stack. They had the... Uh, can't remember the name. It looks like a, a Yeti monster. Yeah, yeah. that's called you. What was it? Um, uh, Pocky. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Remember the little creature guy that looks like a, a Bigfoot? Yeah, I forget. Uh, I actually name. have a toy of him. Um, that was the Slee Stack. I forgot his name now. Wow, oh. that you know what? That has to be fifty years old. That show. I mean, I mean, I was young. Yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, was it late seventies? I think seventy around seventy eight, maybe. I think it might be before that, Joe. Maybe like I'm gonna have to uh, look it up. I, I think it was seventy four somewhere around there, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I watched that. Before. No, you you never watched that. No, uh-uh. I remember Lost in Space. Oh yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, you're right. Seventy four to seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was a cool was show. That was really neat. I love that show. It was it'd be on every Saturday morning. Uh, they had the Sid and Marty Croft shows on there, and I think that was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Lidsville, remember Lidsville? That was pretty cool. The uh, it's showing the father Spencer uh, Milligan. He's still alive, eighty-four years old. Oh, is he still alive? Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, eighty-four years old. At least uh, according to Wikipedia, he's he's still alive. Um, let's see, Jack Marshall, who was played by Ron Harper in season three, he's still alive. And um, I'm trying to think, what was the thing? Was it a, called a Malik? The uh, Oh, was it Malik? That does Richard, sound familiar. It's showing whoever, whatever the I'm not too familiar with the show, but whoever the Malik was was played by a uh, Richard Keel in season three. No, okay. no, the Malik I think was something else. I know what you're talking about, but the little guy that looks like uh, I bought a doll of him. Uh, me and Jim had a crack. We were laughing at that because we got the doll, and and um, I forgot it's got a name for it. I don't know if it's mini, not minion, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember the. Uh, well, I'm kind of. I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not too for. And it's been so long since I've I've watched the series. I might. I should revisit it because. Yeah, was I'm kind of. You know what? I'm kind of curious now to see if I can find it and actually watch it. Uh, I, you know, about three months ago, there was one episode I stumbled across. I did watch it. It was about the miner. Uh, he was. They had stumbled upon a cave, and there was like a miner in there, and he was digging for gold and stuff. It was just a cool show. I mean, I was, yeah. I used to watch that quite a bit. Yeah, so they they put on a good um like I said they put on a good presentation there. You had um I tell you I got to talk to a little bit which they're always cool is uh Drac and Countess Carita. Yeah. They're uh, horror host and hostess from Ohio. Right. Uh, I've met them a few times and talked with them online. Very good people. Um oh, I also and I, I sent Eddie photos just to just to make him jealous as I got a chance to uh meet and hang out a little bit with uh charles rosney oh cool so that was really <laughs> cool he um he drove in i guess he said he did like a um a dj gig the night before and then drove 10 hours straight there and then set up a a booth to sell his books the the first night he was pretty beat and he he crashed after the uh, the guests were all done and then he was busy the second night, but I did get a chance to pick up his uh, book, the book of top 10 uh, horror lists, which I've, I flipped through it a little bit and, and read a few things here and there. It's, it's really cool. This is definitely going to be a uh, cover to cover read. And then he has another book that he just put out and I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to have him on uh, in a few weeks to talk about this, but it's called true ghost stories of Connecticut. First Ooh, nice. paranormal accounts by individuals who experienced the occurrences. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, the guy from the we're talking about is called the Chaka. Chaka is the guy that looks like um, a Bigfoot. On oh, okay. yeah, I have a uh, Chaka. 
I have yeah, like that, does sound, that does sound familiar. Chaka. Yeah, Chaka. Yeah. I have like an 18 inch one of those. It was kind of funny the way I came across that. But anyway. Yeah. So the, so we're going to have uh, Charles on in a few weeks to uh, talk about his ghost stories book. And he also has a, a paranormal uh, event coming up uh, around that time, too. So we're going to try to get him on uh, before that. I already spoke with him about it and he's uh, he's down to come on. So, yeah, those are two books. But I highly recommend. Uh, everybody out there getting a hold of the book of top 10 horror list. It is, I mean, it, it's a thick book and it's, it's, it's very cool. A lot of cool pictures in it and information. So um got to pick up those. And I tell you what, the, it was a good, it was a good time out there. The, the monster. How was, how was the turnout, uh, Joe? They have a big crowd. You know what? It's, I was talking to, um to another guy and it kind of seemed like some of the, the dealers might have uh, dropped some of the dealers that were supposed to be there didn't show up. Uh, I don't know if they dropped out, you know, a few weeks or months in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them that were on the initial list weren't there. The turnout for, I tell you, I was even telling my wife, because usually the turnout Friday morning, um, they start at 9 a.m. And there's usually like 10 to 15 of us in, in the room there until usually around noon, you'll start getting a lot more people yeah. And there was a good 40 people in there right at the start at 9 a.m. on Friday. So the turnout Friday and Saturday was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. There was a decent turnout Sunday. Usually from what I've seen in the past, Sundays are, are pretty busy. It didn't seem too much uh, this time around. But you were, anytime any of the, the guests spoke, you know, on the panels, they were packed in there. It was just wall-to-wall seating oh, and standing. Nice. Uh, the guest area was packed. The, um, I think the dealers did pretty well. Um, just talking to a few, I, I believe they did pretty well. But like I said, the other venue, it was, I think the dealer room was bigger and it was more, uh, you had more room to move. This one was kind of smaller and you were, you were very packed in. Yeah. And um, uh, like I nope. said, I, I think they, I think a, a few dealers, you know, skipped out or couldn't make it. I know there's a few, guests that couldn't make it as well because there were there were some issues and everything so but you know that i mean that happens you know what are you going to do joe um let me ask you a question because i know when i went to the first chiller right after the pandemic back i think in the november of last year october uh half of the dealers weren't there this time when i went the dealers seemed to have come back uh there was only like one or two empty tables how do you compare that show to the last one you attended you know the last one when i attended in October, I think it almost seemed like there was more dealers there than than this one. I don't know if maybe it's just because of the the size of the room where there was new dealers, but it seemed like October had um, October and the past June one that they had, there was more dealers there. I, I could be wrong just because it's a different venue, you know, the way it's set up, but it seemed like. You know, I was looking down the list of the of the dealers that were supposed to be there, and I I didn't. There were some of them I didn't see that are always there, and some that were listed. But um, yeah. I know some had car yeah. troubles. I know some uh, just weren't able to make it out with the gas prices. You know, going yeah, up. That's true. That's another factor to take in. I didn't think about. Yeah, because yeah, a lot that. of them they they drive vans and everything there, or they mm-hmm. they have their trucks hauling, you know, U hauls or something. Right. So. I'm getting a lot and a lot of them come from out of state. So I'm guessing that gas prices take put a, a, a big thing yeah. on their decision of whether or not to go or not. I'm surprised, Joe, you didn't tell me that Cal Monroe was there. I would have had her uh, talk to you. You could have actually asked her about being in our show because I, I haven't been able to really speak with her. Only spoke yeah, with she, her daughter. You know, I, I was going to thinking about going to get a um get something autographed by her. But her line was always always long and you know when i go there I, I like seeing the movies and there's a few other people i talk to there so i was you know i was constantly on the go and and busy and me and charles were supposed to meet up saturday but <laughs> we were both so busy you know with everything going on that we forgot to, and i think he was kind of yeah. too from just the weekend so um you know he kind of crashed out after his his job was done in the the guest room and everything so but I mean, it, it's jam packed. I mean, the first night, I think I was up till, I think the the last movie ended around quarter after four in the morning. 
I didn't get to sleep until about Whoa. five. Yeah. And then I was up at eight and oh, I think I, the last movie ended that night around three 30. So it was nonstop oh. going. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're a wild man, Joe. <laughs> oh, I, I paid for it. You know, there was yeah. times during the, during the day I'd have to sneak up to the room and grab like a 15 minute nap or something, man. But, oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice because the guy that, um, that does the, the projection, Jeffrey Curtis, and I, I, I'd love to try to get him on here because he he deals all with um with um you know sixteen millimeter and thirty five millimeter I believe that's what it is uh, film and he has I, I overheard him talking to someone that he has a huge collection of over two hundred movies and over like a hundred shorts all on you know original films so, so I would you know just seeing those movies on on the big screen you know oh, and you hear yeah. that. That flicking in the background from the uh, the movie yeah. reel, I mean, you can't you can't beat it. Plus, everybody in there, just the the positivity of the whole environment. Everyone just loving these movies. But yeah, I'd love to get him on, and uh, I may send Ron a email to try to get a hold of him because I'd love to hear about you know his movies and how he got into it, and you know collecting all these movies for for projections. And I, I guess he has a, a decent uh, collection of projectors projectors as well so i think yeah that would be cool hey, you know what that almost sounds like a, a magic convention because whenever sure and i went there stuff would go into the we are's of the night sometimes you know like yeah. uh, you know in the last time we went was to colon michigan out there for abbott's and you know what like we were invited at some guy's house out there for like a private magic thing remember it was about mid- yeah. midnight we said, oh, we're too tired. We're too old. Yeah. You know what? If I was <laughs> you're walking around watching shows and talking uh, to people, yeah. I was so doggone tired. And this guy that I know from Pittsburgh, God bless him. He kept calling me up and said, Chuck, Chuck, you want to go out for a steak dinner? It was like it. It was like at midnight. I said, no, I'll get it. I'll get heartburn. <laughs> it was we crazy. Know, we know usually the usually the, the late nights, there's only me and maybe four or five other people that are able to stay awake. And I, I tell you what was really cool, and I've been seeing more and more of it. Are you guys familiar with a gentleman called David the Rock Nelson? Boy, that sure sounds familiar. I'm not sure. Eddie? Um, I think I something to do with him in Chiller, but I never... I, I don't know if he if he ever would, would make it to Chiller. He's... Th- th- David's from, I believe he's from Illinois, and he was, I think it was 1997, he was on the Jon Stewart show, um, he came in like second place as the weirdest guy in America. You mentioned him, you mentioned him. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I know who you mean. So he is a renegade filmmaker, and he, he's just, he's a great guy, he, he's out there a little bit, but he is, he is something else. And he always presents the late movie on Friday night. So usually it's supposed to start around 2, 2.30, but, you know, things get pushed back. And usually I, 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 I've i been seeing there was maybe me and like two or three other people. Well, I tell you what, this year to, to watch David, there was about 10, 12 people that were in there. So he's getting more of a kind of like a cult following for his movies. And he's just a... Uh, He's an out there guy. He's interesting. If anybody out there has ever seen his videos, um, they're they're different. Um, you can find him on YouTube, and th- the best thing to do is watch a few of his videos and just remember, you know, he's he, he's a person that he he loves what he's doing, and no matter how good or bad you think they are, he he loves it and he has a passion for it. And you know, you got to respect someone that. Oh, that that's great. That. Yeah, absolutely, man. No. He, he does his movies with a little camera around his house. It's like him, his girlfriend. He gets people around town, and they're I don't know if you could really even <laughs> call them movies because mm-hmm. they're about five hours long, and there'll be five minutes of a story, and then he's at a coffee shop, you know, chasing people around with a camera and all that. And it's 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 interesting, what to say the least, but definitely worth checking out. Um, so what's up no i was saying there's a guy uh that he's a good friend with sarah and he's been working i think with sarah and a few more people he made a movie called the man behind the monster i think it is it's about boris karloff and frankenstein the movie's coming out i think now towards october or before then 
Uh, these are person I, I I would love to get on this show. I did get his information. I think he was a little bit like Charles Rosner. He was very outgoing and stuff. And he might be a guy, Joe, that you've talked to before because I think uh, he kind of knew you when I was talking with him. What's his What's his name? Do you remember it off? Uh, you know what? I gotta look up that information, Joe. But I know if you look it up, the man behind the monster, uh, you'll see he's the uh, the uh, producer of that film. Okay. Wow, cool. Hey, speaking of movies, Joe, we did our homework. I watched, uh, we watched He Who Gets Slapped, and I believe White Zombie was the other movie, correct? Oh, awesome. Yeah. What did you guys think? Yeah. You know what? He Who Gets Slapped. Wow. That was something. That, that, was, that a- was really something. <laughs> well, did you guys enjoy it? I did. You know, I yeah, thought, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Well, this guy got slapped the crap out of his whole life, man. The yeah. Guy. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, I like the part where, where he put the lion uh, cage up to the door. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, and the lion did not touch him. Do you know why? Because the clown tasted funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Was, was <laughs> you yeah, watched well, White Zombie too, but I didn't. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, what she was that watch. like? Yeah, that was that was kind of cool. I liked it a lot. Well, there were some older uh, movies too there, man. Like the, uh, uh, you know, like the the, uh, the the backgrounds and everything were really cool. I mean, it's just neat yeah. watching those older movies. Yeah, he. I tell you what, both of them were, were great, and I have a new movie this week for for everybody, and um, I, I got to watch it at Monster Bash, and you know what, I I don't recall ever seeing this movie. If I did, I, I saw bits and pieces of it, but it's called It, The Terror from Beyond Space. Oh, wow. From 1958. Okay. And I tell you what, it was a fantastic. I, I, it was a fantastic. It was so good that I ran out of the the screening room at the end and bought the DVD. Wow. I said I got to have it. I, I just fantastic movie. It's sixty eight minutes long, and it is a it's an influence for the I think it was seventy eight maybe the film Aliens by mm-hmm. um oh what's his name that did that um I have to look it up now nineteen seven nineteen seventy nine Ridley Scott. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you've ever seen that movie, and, I saw it though. I yeah. It so, so if you have you seen it, the terror from beyond space? Yeah, no. I told you I saw it and I have it. Um, yeah, it's me. Get that Jim made me get that wall back. Yeah, it's a you could see where where Ridley Scott got his influences from this movie because they're almost you know identical and it was so cool. It was such a great movie and um. I, I wanted to know more about it, so I was reading up on. I had to buy the DVD, but that is everybody's homework for for this week. Yeah, check it, it out. Air from awesome. Beyond Space, nineteen fifty eight. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube or not. You might have to do some digging for it. It was. It's tough to even find the DVD anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, I'm, I'm sure you could find it somewhere if you do it. Just a search for it under videos, you could find it. Yeah, we'll check it out. Hey, did your book ever come, The uh, Witch's Tale, about about uh, Nancy the Witch? Yeah, you know what it did? I just read I actually just read it last night. Um, okay. The the first part of it, because I'm doing an article on it, and I wanted to get some of the uh, information. I haven't had a chance. I've, I have I read through one of the um, the scripts, but I, I want to read the rest of them. But I, I'm you know just trying to gather information right now for the article but man that that's a good book i tell you what he he did a great job he did a very good job and i checked out a couple of things on youtube you know it's a shame that the quality of the radio shows are pretty bad there's a lot of snapping a lot of noises you know and stuff like that yeah and you know what's sad is that um alonzo dean cole did you read in there where he had he kept all the scripts all 332 of the scripts and yeah. then then threw them all away in 1961. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Because there's only, I don't know how many. I know over the years, well, since that book was produced, even that they've been discovering more of the episodes. But I think there's maybe somewhere around 40 that are available. Mm-hmm. A little bit under 40. Um, and I know there's more and more scripts being found. On top of the scripts he has, I found another site where a guy dug up. Um, you know what? Let me see. I have it. I think I have it saved. I'll actually, hopefully, um, yeah, it's called genericradio.com slash series slash witch, witch's tale. Oh, I'll check that out. Wow. And there's, he has, 
uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine uh, scripts on there. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. Are they in pretty good quality? Do you know? You know, these are just the scripts. He doesn't have the, oh, just uh, the, not the radio show. Okay. I got yeah. You. No, if you go, if you could just search in Witch's Tale, you could find um, stuff. There's a, a good site that has them. Um, I'm seeing if I'm able to bring it up here. Oldtimeradiodownloads.com. Okay. You can find tons of OTR stuff on there, but they have them, but they're all scratchy. They're, a lot of them, I don't, I haven't really heard anything that's, that's too good with them. Yeah, it's a shame because it sounded it sounded like it would really be it would have been a cool show. And man, they they cranked these uh, scripts out left and right. I mean, he was a very creative guy to come out with as many as he did. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, which which was cool to see is that he actually, um, which I'm sure that you've read on it too, is that sometimes he would have a single episode, and because they were doing a live broadcast, yeah. the episode would run. Which you know, by the time his his time slot was up, his story wasn't finished, so he would. <laughs> have to just kind of do it on the fly where he would say, That's okay, right. tune in next week for the conclusion of <laughs> That's amazing. the story. And then he would go home and he would write out the rest of the script to do another half hour slot. And I did read that yeah. the, the following week. So from what I read is that out of his 332 episodes, there was two of them that went into two parters and one that actually went into a three parter. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I did yeah. read that. That was cool. Wow. None of those shows survived at all. Like basically, none of them did. Yeah, there's about thirty-eight of them that that survived. Maybe a little 300? bit more. Yeah, out of three hundred thirty-two. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, a lot. Of, it, it's sad because a lot of those old-time radio shows are, are are tough to find. I mean, even out of you know the shadow, there's a lot that are missing. Um, I think Inner Sanctum, there was five hundred and some. A lot of those are missing. Um. It, it's just, you know, at the time they didn't think, you know, future generations were going to, you know, want anything to do with these. A lot, a lot of times they threw the stuff out to make room oh, yeah. you know, for, for other stuff. So, you know, a different time, it, it's kind of sad, you know, there's a flash Gordon series um, that's totally missing. I, I believe it's from the early thirties. And from what I've read is that it's very, um, very juvenile, but, I, I don't even think there's scripts out there for it. Um, so that, that kind of sucks that, you know, nothing for that series has been made available or been found. But, you know, the way people are finding things over the years, you know, hopefully it pops up sometime. Oh, hey, sometimes those things turn up in people's attics and everything. And like yeah. you said, you know what, many yeah, many years ago, they, like you said, they didn't know that these things are going to be collectibles. They had no idea. I think the original Time Machine, uh, the, you know, the one from the uh, 19... 62 movie anyway with uh i forget the guy's name rod something uh he that that turned up like in a goodwill somewhere oh really yeah and it's worth like maybe maybe 200 grand or something like that it turned up somewhere somewhere in a goodwill it's amazing yeah that's crazy even like a lot of these serial cliffhangers that they um that are lost i mean there's i i was just reading on um serial squadron they found the collector can't remember what state he was from some you know older guy in his 80s and he had a whole garage just full of these you know film reels of serials hundreds yeah. of them yeah and you know they were go they were trying to go through them to see is there any of these missing serials <laughs> in there you yeah. know this guy could be sitting on a gold mine and he don't even know it i know see that's what i tell sherry all the time quit bothering me throwing things out you yeah know, sherry don't be throwing stuff out <laughs> you call me up and i'll come pick it up and take it here so my wife could yell at me yeah okay <laughs> one day this 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 stuff i save everywhere is going to be worth money so just hang in there you know well i'm not saying to throw it away sweetheart i'm <laughs> saying we'll get um the storage units put them in yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> you'll be like me Yep. That's when we downsize to an apartment eventually, God willing. There you go. Then you could get 80, uh, 80 storage units. Like <laughs> oh, my God. You know, when you guys say that, I, I was really amazed. I, I went over to my brother's house in uh, Florida, and he took out 15, I think it was 15, between 15 and 17 boxes of comic books. And I, it blew me away that every comic he had in there was number ones. He Whoa. has the number one Mad comic. Oh my! He's got the number one Ghost Rider, the number one Silver Surfer, wow. the number one Mickey Mouse, 
Casper. I said to him, you have almost $200,000 in comics. What are you doing? Oh, my, oh my gosh. He goes to me, everyone that's duplicate, I'm sending them to you. So he's sending me about 250 number one comics. Nice. The next day or so. That's a good brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to have to, I think, I think we're looking at maybe next year or the following is putting an addition on the house just to, uh, <laughs> to get more, more room. <laughs> you know, cause my wife, she collects some, some stuff too. And she's a big uh, book person like I am. Oh, nice. So, you know, we were, we were talking and said, you know, if we get a storage unit, you know, over the years, you're, you're, it's, you're still going to be paying a lot of money and you're still, you know, you won't be able to enjoy the stuff that you put in there. And, you know, we said, well, maybe if we add on an extra room to the house and make it into a library, you know, we could fit all of our, our books. We got books in just about every room in the house, including the kitchen. So we said, if we do a library, we could put all of our books in there and open up, you know, the house a, a little bit yep. more. So that would be great. That's a good idea. Joe, can you talk to my wife? Can you have her talk to my wife about that? <laughs> Put on an addition. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I didn't have to do much convincing here because she was in agreement. She, you know, and she works at a bookstore too, and we're both That's right. huge book people, you know, readers and collectors. So we we said, you know, why don't we make a you know, an addition with a room and just put wall to wall bookshelves in it and just make it into a library, put two nice little, you know, reading chairs in there, some nice lighting. And that would be, that would be really cool. You know what? Yeah. I love a book, Joe. I don't like to read anything on a Kindle or anything, or I love the smell of a book. I love the feel yep. of a book. There's nothing like it, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm very excited about that. I hope that ends up going through in the next couple of years. And yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I love, that's the first thing I do when I get old books is I, I smell them. I want to make yeah. sure, you know, they have that nice paper smell and not like a, a musty or moldy exactly. smell. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. Hey man, I got a, I, you know what? I got a pretty big sniffer too. I could sniff from <laughs> across the room. Yeah. Hey, uh, maybe you can sniff and find uh, London after midnight. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> they never found that movie. They only made a movie based on still photos of that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I'm still convinced that somebody has that movie in their attics. I believe it was. It's not me, Joe. It, it just might be Eddie. You, you might have it somewhere. Where were you in the nineteen? I think, I think the last time it was seen was in the early fifties or, or mid fifties uh, or something like that. Oh, that was that was yet. before our time. Yeah. Well, yeah. What happened? What happened with that movie is that apparently there was a big fire in uh, Hollywood somewhere, and they lost thousands of those films. Yeah. People say if you find that film, it could be worth close to up to sort of a million dollars. Wow. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. The something with the chemicals they used on the um the film would just kind of ignite and cause the big fire in the, the studio. And they lost a, a lot of stuff in the MGM studio, but I, I believe it was last seen in the fifties. I, I thought I, I could be wrong, but um, let's see. Oh yeah. I'm reading on, on Wikipedia here. So it's saying film historians, William K. Everson and David Bradley both claim they saw the film in the early 1950s and an MGM vault inventory from 1955 shows the print being stored at that time in vault number seven. Oh. And the, the MGM vault caught fire in 65. So I, I there has to be a printing out there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but it, Somebody has it in their attic, Eddie. No, but it's saying, it didn't say <laughs> next, right there that they put it in. Next to the robot plans. Yeah, next to the robot plans. Take a drink. <laughs> hey, you did you guys, I don't know, Joe, if I mentioned to you, talking about the robot plans. Man, one of the things in, in Florida that I was so pissed, at first I thought I was actually having fun, and I go to the Versace mansion in South Beach, and we're taking, I asked the lady, because it's not like a restaurant and a, a hotel where you pay like $1,000 a night. And I asked the lady, hey, wait a second, where did they kill the guy? I said, right in the stairs. I go, well, where's the crime scene? <laughs> and she goes, oh, yes. Yeah. So she starts cracking up and she goes, yeah, we should have had the, some, uh, you know, fake body or the outline. <laughs> but the whole thing is that right there, I get, um, I, I see an email that I received from a guy that goes by the name of Telshare. It's like a big time, uh, you know, sells things on eBay and he's been around, like, he sells a lot of the old novelty stuff. And he claimed he had the robot plants and that he had lost it 10 years ago and they were over in Colorado. So anyway, here I am. So I, I get excited because he sends me an email saying that 
he's going to go in March. Now, I only saw the email this past week. So he goes, I'm going to go in March and try to see if I find the robot plants. Well, it's good that you're up to date on the emails. Yeah, you keep up to date anyway. (laughs) Well, the thing, check this out. This is why I I think. No wonder he never gets back to me. Yeah, really. (laughs) No, no. Well, the the thing is that this guy, I was going to tell him that the two best books written, I mean, never written, that he should try to write is A Tall Tale is Told by Telshare or a book. uh, what do you mean? My fish is bigger than yours, Colorado <laughs> Springs, because this guy tells me, you know, I told this guy that I would give him $300 for a photocopy and $500 for a, a full, you know, a full um, for the actual plans if he found them. Now, he got like a little, I mean, for the last two years, I've been hounding him. Did you go? Not yet. When I get him, I'll let you know. <laughs> and the same thing with Cap, Cap Cabaraj, the guy who's my artist. He's been doing the same thing, connecting with him because Cap knows him for years. Get a load of this baloney. He tells me on the email, which actually didn't answer me when I responded. I said, hey, did you find it? I'm blah, blah, blah. He said, well, you know, he told Cap, I waited about six months and I was going to go with my friend from March to June. It's not six months. And he said, since I didn't get back to him, he thought I didn't want him. So he claims he sold them. Now, this is a guy that sells on eBay and all this. And he's got an email saying... He says he sold it in a garage sale in Colorado, Colorado Springs to a uh, scientist or a robot engineer named Jerry. <laughs> so then he's got me and Cap looking for all the companies that have a Jerry that does robotics in Colorado. Oh my. And every time we send him a photo, he came back and said, no, that's not the guy. Which I said, I said, even Cap said, the guy's just a big uh, fibber, you know. But that yeah. got me so pissed up, man. You know what it is? I'm looking for this thing for 40 years. And the bubblehead says, I don't know if now I'm, I'm hoping it's just a lie. He probably did have them because he knows how to describe them. But probably what he did was is he went and then um, he probably couldn't find them and just either get me. I mean, it's just kind of weird the way he said something like that because it would be so stupid to do something like that and sell it, uh, especially not even take a picture of it. You know what I mean? It's overall yeah. like, but anyway, that's not kind of, fishy there. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there was a Jerry. I know the whole thing is it got me really upset because you know I'm really looking for this, you know. That's what that's what that guy gets. He gets a <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they meant Sherry instead of Jerry. I don't know. Oh my but, but that got me so mad that moment that I was like literally cursing. Like I go, is this guy what the I mean, you know what are the chances? I'm I'm like, forget about it, man. So then Calf yeah. calmed me down. He's like, Eddie. I think he's lying because why would he? And I say, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, the whole so thing, I the like whole right. thing sounds suspicious. It really yeah. does. How does it smell, Chuck? Yeah, it doesn't smell right. It doesn't, <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't pass the sniff test. I know. It doesn't. I was actually going to tell him. I, I'm telling you, I, like they used to put in Voice Life magazine, a book never written. I was going to say Tall Tales by Telshare out of Colorado <laughs> Springs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah, I, I don't see him selling something like that at a garage sale, and then some, uh, you know, robot engineer just happens to stop. You know, come. What are the chances, sale. man? Come on. Yeah, named Jerry. Named Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that, yeah. man. But I got to tell you though, I almost cried. That's how pissed off I was, uh, man. Well, you'll find them someday when you're not looking for it, Eddie. I'm telling you, something's. It always happens that way. When I, I think Joe found them. He's just not sending them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait till you're on your deathbed and say, look what I got, Eddie. And <laughs> as you reach up for him, you slip Shit. off way. <laughs> oh, guys aren't right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got to, they've got to pop up somewhere, man. And, you know, all these things that are, are missing, you know, all these TV shows, radio shows, and the robot monster plans, take a drink. You know, they're all going to, yeah, they're all going to pop. Somebody has them somewhere and, you know, whether they realize it or not or forgot about it, somebody in, in their family is going to stumble across it. And, you know, nowadays the way every, you know, everybody thinks everything's collectible and a fortune. So they're always going to try to sell something. And, you know, things don't get thrown out like they used to, you know, 50, 60, 70 years oh, ago. No. Your mom throws oh, yeah. out your, your comic books or, or whatever, you know. No, that's People exactly right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe, Joe, how many magic posters and magic old pieces oh. from Thayer from way back in the 20s turns up like in people's attics. 
yeah. you know what you, you know i mean like you know like grandpa might have dabbled in a little bit of magic and he <laughs> and you know what and, and he had some stuff and he just put it up there and they forgot about it for like 50 years or something i mean stuff turns up it really does it's hey, amazing joe um eddie you're you're basically the vampire uh person here how do you i mean when you look at lone cheney why because i work midnights well, kind of, but when you saw him in, in, in London after midnight, what do you think? Don't you think that's one of the coolest vampire-looking persons I've ever seen? Like, what do you, what's your take on that? I, I think it's a cool costume. From what I heard, the the story in the movie is pretty mundane and not that good, but I think the costume is fantastic. I have a, a figure of him that um, I can't remember who put it out back in – the late 90s early 2000s i think it was sideshow maybe but the, the figure's fantastic i mean just those those uh sharpened teeth and the the cape and the cap i mean he's he's creepy looking definitely yeah yeah i, I, I definitely wouldn't want to, to run across him in a, a foggy london night <laughs> that way <laughs> because you know, i might have to go up to him and give him a <laughs> you know, uh, when you're talking about film collectors, uh, this guy who owns the Charles Atlas Company, he actually has a warehouse of about, I think, 2,500 films, B films, that he owns the rights to. That's interesting, huh? Wow, that's yeah. Because wow. tell you what, a lot of those films are getting harder to to come by too. And you know, I was surprised that even at like Monster Bash, you don't see anybody selling anything like that i mean you find the little eight millimeter ones that you know castle films put out you know back in the 60s and 70s but you don't see any actual you know real-to-real film you know no. 16 to 35 millimeter anything um which i i mean it would be great to come across you know a horror movie like that and a buddy of mine has a a um a projector that he's trying to fix you for some reason he can't get the sound working on it but i always thought it'd be cool to get a nice horror movie to play on that and play it against my garage outside at night and, you know, watch. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be neat. Do you have neighbors ever? Yeah. I put, have all my neighbors come Popcorn. over. Yep. Yeah. Them and their kids watch the, uh, the movies. Yeah. I remember back in, this was the late nineties, a, a buddy of mine in the military, he was from uh, Pennsylvania and he said every year, like around in October, they got together and went out to where the remember the movie Evil Dead? Oh yeah. Where it took place in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Well, they knew where the cabin was, but all that was um left of it was just the chimney. So uh-huh. he said they would go out there, they would bring generators and uh, uh a movie player and they would play the movie against the um the brick chimney out there. He goes, It was the creepiest thing ever, but it was just so cool. That would be neat. That would be really cool. We're gonna sometime in the future. Uh, that's on our on our list. We're gonna visit the cemetery up in Evan City, PA, where they, you know where they filmed part of the uh, Night of the Living Dead. So we'll we'll do a little video on there. That'll be kind of cool. Oh, I'd love to see that. I, yeah. I know a lot of people from when Monster Bash was in Mars. They would go out there. Yeah, uh, and I always wanted to go, but I, I figured they're probably be too many people you know going at that time so yeah i'd like to find that exact tombstone you know what where barbara was you know was running and and her brother was going barbara he's coming barbara. to get you you know that'd be kind of cool yeah, i like to see you that. Know, from, from what i've heard from some from several people is that if you go out there the guy that takes care of the place if you're you know really respectful and all that he'll show you where everything is and oh, um, nice. you know cool. kind of give you a little bit little tour and all that but well, i guess there there's kids that go out there and you know act up and everything but you know he's pretty cool to adults what? that go out there and act their I age i guess <laughs> what year what year did they film that what oh, year did they film it oh that was 1968 i believe wasn't it yeah <clears throat> wow that's just when i got here from cuba interesting huh Late, huh? The uh, you know, yeah, yeah 1968. Yeah, Chuck, I received uh, one of those books, it's like from the 1950s, 60s, that has epithets inside that have funny sayings. Collection. Yeah. I actually ordered one, um, I was looking through it. it. I mean, they're not as funny as, as you would think because I thought I had better ones, but I think there was like a part two and three to it, it was pretty kind of cool, but um. One thing I'm going to say, though, is uh, I also wanted to mention to you guys before the end of the show, 
I was reading, I was watching a TED Talk, and you guys are probably familiar with TED Talk on YouTube. Sure. Yep. Okay. Uh, you familiar with it, Joe? Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a guy, he's a scientist, I forgot his name, and he was talking about AI. You know, because I don't know if you guys are aware of the fact that Google recently fired one of their, or put on, on leave, one of their uh, AI, which is artificial intelligence, one of their uh, engineers, because he stated that I forgot the name of the particular machine or computer that was actually having emotions. Yeah, I and, did read that. Yeah, yeah and, and so they're saying the computer actually reacted to him. And he goes, that was kind of scary and stuff. And I think Google put him on whatever because he didn't <laughs> want them to tell the public. But the robot revolution is coming. I'm yeah, telling it, you. It was kind of interesting, that thing. But the overall. That's pretty scary is, stuff. Pretty yeah. scary. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, what can do and it cannot do and stuff. And then the scientists, you know, was bringing that up and stuff. How the future could be changed with that. Yeah. Hey, one of my favorite movies I talked about before is the uh, is uh, Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's a that's a really cool movie, man. You know, Michael Crichton. That's all. He, that's all he talked about was uh, robots getting out of control someday. Right. But one thing that he brought up to to the attention of people, he said that there's they have they have these drones now, that they've had them for a while that yeah. they're totally invisible to the naked eye, mm-hmm. and the way it works is that the drones have cameras on top of the drone that reflect the image of the clouds underneath the drone. Oh my goodness. So when it's flying, you don't see it, but it actually, hmm. it's there. So I was telling Joe that, uh, you know, I was thinking of Joe because the guy said, believe it or not, that's the cause of a lot of UFO sightings Sure. in um, Arizona, I think he mentioned. Wow. Well, you know, Eddie, there, all these, these AIs and these robots, they're definitely with the technology, they're I think they are getting out of uh, out of hand a little bit and gaining some intelligence. But there is one robot out there that will not gain intelligence, but has a chance for you to gain something. Do you know what that is? My robot plants have been found. It's the (laughs) Master Mystery Robot from Houdini, and we have a contest about that. Oh, you guys like to hear about the contest? No, go ahead. Bring it on. All righty. So we have the the Mastery Mystery Robot Model Contest by House of the Unusual. So you design your own amazing futuristic robot. And guys, what, I'm going to just read it off for the form. Please go to houseoftheunusual.com in the form. You'll see the uh, the title Mastery Mystery Robot Model Contest. And you can find all the info there. But Hey, the rules are simple. You head over to 1878press.com and you could find the mastery mystery robot model plans there. Um, so you purchase them there and you anxiously await for their arrival. <laughs> and then you just complete the robot, send in a photo or video uh, with you and your completed mastery mystery robot model to house of the unusual at gmail.com. And a panel of highly trained monkeys will pick the best finished model. <laughs> and what does the winner win? Well, one winner will receive a fully colored seven-foot Frankenstein monster poster. All right. Value of over $140. Just pay shipping. Wow. Nice. And we have photos of the uh, the posters on there. One of them has Eddie. He's not included, but for the right pl- price, we will ship him out to you, and he will... Talk to you about robot monster plans all day. (laughs) (laughs) So hurry, guys. Entries must be submitted by September 1st, 2022 at 12 a.m. Eastern Time. The winner will be announced on September 5th, 2022 by email and on the forum site. Um, The lucky winner will also be praised to the highest standards on an episode of the House of the Unusual podcast. Like I said, and you guys can find all that information on houseoftheunusual.com under the forum. Uh, look for the Mastery Mystery Robot Model Contest. Fantastic. And if people Very don't good. know the, the Frankenstein they're talking about, is the Frankenstein next to Boney the Skeleton, the famous green one, sold in all the comic books. So you'll finally get a piece of history and get to build your very own robot, something that Eddie never got. <laughs> and I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Chuck, you put one together, correct? 
I, oh, I, yeah. I did, but I, but I kind of made a mistake. I couldn't find the hands. And uh, I, I told Eddie, this thing doesn't have hands. And I, <laughs> I kind of put them on where his kneecap goes. So you know what? take, take your time. That's all I well, can I'm going to, I'm going to start on mine. Hopefully this weekend, I'm going to at least get, get some pieces cut out. I'm thinking of using a, uh, an exacto knife to, to cut through it. I think that yeah. will get the, the best cut rather than scissors. I'll just end up cutting myself with those. But <laughs> I tell yeah, you gonna... what, it's a, it's a very nice project. I mean, it's a, it, you know, I think they did a nice job and it's, it is a beautiful, beautiful collector's item. You know, just yeah. take your time with it. It takes a while to cut everything out. When you're done cutting it out, I put, I put the pieces into a zip, big Ziploc baggie. Then I took a break and then the next day I came back and I kind of folded them and glued them and I kind of guessed where everything went. But uh, it's a, it, you know what, it's a, it's a nice project. It takes a while. Just take your time. Yeah, it's definitely something that you're not going to finish in a, in a day or two or, no. or an hour or two. It's, it's going to be tough. And that's why we're offering such a great prize for whoever um, puts, you know, shows us their photo with them in it because we definitely want to see people uh building their robots and i mean it, yeah like you said it's a cool piece of history and just the poster too the frankenstein that that's one of my favorite oh, you know, frankenstein images so i'm glad that's the one that eddie chose to uh to put up for our, nice. our prize here nice hey i'm building a, uh, a a build here this thing is driving me crazy and we'll get it on film if this does work i think it will but I don't know if the average person would even know what I'm talking about, but there's a little trapeze artist by uh, Robert Houdin. He's known as the father of modern magic. If you search uh, Robert Houdin, H-O-U-D-I-N, uh, trapeze artist is known as his his name is Antonio Diavolo. So I'm building like like a mechanical trapeze artist. You know what? Like you know uh, what what what's going to happen is I actually put him on top of the trapeze, and then he'll start to he'll start to pull himself up. He'll stand on his arms. His legs will come out. He'll swing back around. It's really cool. It's all mechanical, and I have so many gears and relays and <laughs> servos and motors in there. I actually fit it. And he's 17 inches long only. Uh, the original wow. was uh, 34 inches long so you know what like in my spare time i've been playing with this thing and the video of this project will debut on the house of unusual yeah oh awesome yeah we'll send eddie the raw footage when they get this uh up and working no one will get to see the interior of it that (laughs) is top secret sherry will you be doing the uh, video i'm sorry sherry will you be doing the video yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. okay great yeah. yeah, we also we always like to hear your your commentary behind there, and especially. Oh, when you oh yeah, I don't know if I'll be doing commentary yeah, on this yeah, one. We'll do, oh, you got to do commentary. Come on. Oh, okay. She, she is. <laughs> she is. Feel free to, to trick Chuck in there any way you can, especially like the uh, what was it, the April Fools? <laughs> that was he. He had no clue I was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we we always love your your commentary behind the camera. I always look forward to that. So oh, thank you. you definitely got to throw it in there. She is, I'll tell you what, she is funny, man. She makes the videos. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. It's it's a great back and forth, man. I mean, it just makes the videos. are (laughs) It does. does. One thing that kind of baffled me here is uh, I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm almost six feet. And I'm actually six feet by minus a line. And Chuck and Chuck, me and you were large, right? Yeah, large is large is good, but I'm better than an extra large, to be honest. Yeah, with I don't, you. I don't get how my little friend over here, uh, Joe, wears an extra large. He blew me away on that. Yeah, I'm a, I, I tried to, I tried to put on that large you sent me, and it, it looked like a little kid's shirt on me. It barely <laughs> went past my waist, and so I gave it wow. to my, I gave it to my wife, and it was a, you know, it was big on her because she wears the small, and <laughs> I said, oh, we'll, we'll throw it up on a hanger, and during Halloween, we'll, we'll hang it in front of the house or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah but uh, yeah so, hey guys oh also i wanted to before i forget is mention um i think we mentioned that last podcast or the one before but stupid comics magazine has issue number seven out i just got mine in the mail monday i think it was yeah i believe it was monday and it is it's fantastic uh ski did another great job we have a huge um on the next to the last page a huge of the unusual full page ad on there and it looks absolutely beautiful all black and white with the huge ghost and the guy running so definitely pick up the if you guys haven't already pick up the magazine it's i i've read through it a little bit it's it's absolutely hilarious and um if people don't know what we're talking about it's called stupid s-t-o-o-p-i-d 
and it's a magazine kind of like the mix of the far side and cracked and mad and it's kind of all rolled into one <clears throat> and it's it's put out by uh stupidcomicsmagazine.com you could head over there you could buy each individual issue or they have a great package for all issues for zero through number seven and you could also go to the top where it says stuff and you could do cool stuff like this <laughs> and Joe, so definitely see, check them out. What's up? Did you see right next to the last page where we have the ad? What's coming? Did you see what uh, what I think uh, Ski is doing? No, I didn't. Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he has. It looks like he, he's uh, registered the name Joke Shop dot and I think he's putting an online novelty business. Oh, nice! Like oh. A, a joke and magic. I, I guess it's just jokes. So I think he's going to be selling jokes or something. Because I, I, I checked it out and I'm like, this is interesting. Um, oh, yeah. I see. Oh, at the end of it. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Jokeshop.net. Uh, yeah, I looked at that. I'll, I'll probably give him a call and help him out with that. Because uh, he will probably need, uh, you know, connections and where to get the novelties and all that. And I can probably let him use one of my accounts. Yeah, I'm looking on it right now, and it looks like he's just getting it up and running, so there's not much on there. But uh, we'll we'll definitely keep everybody up to date on that and and see where that goes. That's always you know cool. And the more people out there with the novelties and jokes, the the better, man. It just builds I mean, our community. We are the house of the unusual, the original magic shop. <laughs> That's it, too, um, man. Yep. Hey, we are we're coming down. We got about four minutes uh, left here, so. <laughs> Let's wrap it up and get some some last thoughts on the week because everyone's been busy and had a lot going on. So, uh, Chuck and Sherry, what are some of your your last thoughts you want to leave our listeners with? All right. Hey, it's always a pleasure coming on here. You know what? We're going to be keeping busy with the shows, and we're going to be visiting a grave coming up in the near future of the Riddler. So that'll be interesting. Frank Gorshin, he's actually buried out here in the suburb of Pittsburgh. And, oh wow! Uh, he, yeah, he has a really cool tombstone. If you search "find a grave," you'll, you'll see it's really neat. So we're so we're looking forward to doing that, and you know we're keeping busy. I'm building stuff in my spare time. Sherry, what about you? Yeah, we're going working out at the Y or uh, our local community center, <laughs> doing things like that, keeping active and trying to get back into shape. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how about you guys? Well, it's, it's never too late for that. I've I've been yeah. working out and playing hockey and. It, it's been a uphill battle <laughs> to say wow. the least. So it's getting We're easier. We're impressed with you, Joe, doing ice hockey. That's awesome. Oh, uh, it, it's tough. I met a guy today. He was uh, two years older than me, and he just started back playing after a few years off. And I met a um, last week. I played a, a pickup game. Met another guy. Um, he was a year younger than me, and he just came back after eighteen years. And wow. You know, we all said, man, it, it's tough, but it's it's getting easier. It's it's an uphill battle for sure, but it's it's getting there. Yeah. So it's a good way to, to right. stay in shape. So what's new? What's what's some of your last words, Eddie? What do you want to leave our well, our wonderful we, crowd with? Well, the thing I want to tell the crowd is I've been talking with uh, obviously Mr. Joe there and Chuck and stuff on ideas, but. Um, Crypt of Classics will soon debut a very special surprise for everybody. And uh, I guess Joe will be the ultimate decision maker, how that's going to turn around and and how it's going to, you're working that out, Joe. But um, there's quite a few things, ideas down the pike here. And actually tonight I actually had another idea and I'm just kind of probably discuss it with you later after the show, Joe. But uh, other than that, that's about it. I'm just looking to see how to make the show each better especially now hitting into the month of September where it's, it's going to be big for us. All right. Awesome, man. So we want to thank everybody for joining us once again, find us on your favorite podcast platform, subscribe to our channel. Uh, give us a like. Also check us out on YouTube. Just search in house of the unusual subscribe there. Uh, like our videos, leave us a comment. If you need to, don't forget our flagship site, house of the unusual Dot com. We have a free form site there, and you could find all of our links and, and goodies there. Also, uh, there's some links to the eBay store and all that, where Eddie's selling some great mail-order novelties. Uh, also, head over to MyMovieMonsters.com, issue number 127 of Scary Monsters. The Island Ghouls issue is up for pre-order, so you could grab that on there now, get it before it hits the shelves. 
And also be on the lookout for Castle of Frankenstein number 36. Uh, it is coming this fall. And um, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about your guys' homework for the weekend. It, yeah. the terror yeah. from beyond space. We'll check it out. If you guys have never seen that movie out there, it is worth watching. You'll absolutely love it. And you'll definitely see the parallels between that movie and uh, Ridley Scott's Alien from 1979. They're, they're almost one and the same, man. Just made in different decades. So, hey, that's all we got, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for joining us every week. And we will see uh, and hear from everyone next weekend. So, good night. All right. Good night. God bless. God bless, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.